0: This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stance.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the
2: post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, courtesy of the Liverpool Echo, with myself, Patrick Smith, after Liverpool beat Wolves 2-0 in the Premier League, thanks to goals from Virgil van Dijk and Mohamed Salah. It was a much needed win for the Reds, their fourth clean sheet in the row in the Premier League, and they move into the top six with the top four well and truly in their sights. There's plenty of positives and reactions to get stuck into. Up first is the Liverpool Echo's Paul Gorst, followed by Jurgen Klopp's press conference, our Liverpool.com editor Matt Addison, and of course, some fan reaction.
0: The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool moved up to 6th in the Premier League. courtesy of a 2-0 win here against Wolves at Anfield this evening. Uh, the fourth time the two teams have met this calendar year alone, of course, but it was a much different story to the 3-0 defeat we suffered down at Malmö in the Premier League uh, just a few weeks ago. Uh, goals from Virgil van Dijk and Mohamed Salah uh, have done the business for the Reds. Second-half goals. It was a difficult first half. here, and quite made six changes in total from the team that's... Uh, Drew with Crystal Palace on Saturday evening, um, a completely new midfield with being the and Elliott started, Darwin Nunez come back into the side, Ibrahim Akinate made his first start since the um, defeat of Brighton in the FA Cup at the end of January, um, Costa Simicast Deputage for Andy Robertson and it took a while for the to get going, there were no real chances save for uh, one for, or rather Super Harvey Elliott in the first half, Jose Shaw making a good save. For the second one, uh, Elliot probably should have took the first one away with a close-range header, but uh, Liverpool kept going, to be fair, and it looked like Darwin Nunes had scored his 13th goal of the season. um, Cop end in the second half, but uh, it was judged by referee Paul Terny that Diogo Jota had committed a foul in the build-up. In all honesty, it looked like it could have been a penalty uh, on the Portuguese international. You know, He was eventually judged to have fouled Nelson Semedo, and the goal was ruled out. And... uh, to be fair to the pool, given the way that things have gone this season, that could have been the, the moments that uh, they felt a little bit sorry for themselves and uh, licked the wounds and came away from here with a uh, bit of a goalless drab draw. But uh, they kept going, and uh, Van Dyke headed home from close range after uh, more good work from Joffrey. He kept the ball alive, uh, put it on a plate for Van dijk from very close range after Jose Sara. The Nissi made the save from the Dutch defender. Uh, we just had a chance to speak to the Netherlands international after the game, and he's opened up a little bit about the injury struggles that he's endured, uh, not just uh, this season when he had uh, the best part of six weeks out with a hamstring injury but also that ACL surgery that he was forced to undergo in october 2020 a career threatening injury for most players but he's uh, obviously fought back and was awarded uh, a spot in the uh, fifa best team earlier this week in paris and uh, he's capped off a good week for himself by uh or rather continued the good week for himself by getting on the score sheet and keeping a four successive clean sheets here at anfield uh, Big test for him to come on Sunday against an informed Manchester United and uh, Marcus Rashford, of course. But the Dutchman has played in uh, plenty of big games across the course of his career. And they'll be relishing that one, you feel. Um, Salah scored his 20th goal um, of the season when he nudged home Costa Simakas' cross. It's now the sixth successive season the Egyptian has done that at Liverpool. And he's now only one behind Robbie Fowler's Premier League total at Liverpool of 182. And... What a perfect way it would be for them to bring that up against Manchester United on Sunday. Uh, so all in all, a good, decent win for the Reds. Bouncer back from that coldest draw to Palace on uh, Saturday night. They move up to sixth in the Premier League. Six behind Tottenham with the game in hand. They've still got to play Spurs here at Anfield. at the end of April, of course, and that game in hand is away at Chelsea a few weeks before that in early April. So uh, maybe maybe slowly but surely this Liverpool team is starting to find their feet in the top four chase. It's the, perhaps the Thing that no one really wanted or expected from Liverpool when the season got underway in August, but it's where they find themselves, and they are slowly but surely making a bit of a fist of it. It's ten points from twelve now in the Premier League, and they're moving on up. It's finished here at Anfield, Liverpool two, Wolves 0. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. James, yeah, you must have been delighted by the players didn't allow this amount of being a goal to affect them. That even Level.
3: Again. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought the whole story of the game is, a, is an important one for us to take. We did a lot of good stuff in the first half. Um, played the way we had to play. It didn't create that many clinical chances. The best one was probably a header from Harvey, um, which he missed. And um, but in the first half there was a few minutes where. Uh, we looked a bit in a rush because it didn't happen yet and um, but we calmed down again and, and found the football patience again and, 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 and played in the right way. And then second half around the disallowed goal already we increased the pressure and these kind of things. Direction was good, a couple of really good situations. Yeah, and then I think you all saw the goal now a couple of times back, and uh, when you see it in slow motion, it looks like there was a contact. You see the contact then. Uh, But uh, I still think it was a goal, but that's not important anymore, and especially players don't have replay, and for them it's a clear goal. So, of course, and um, then you have to react. And yes, I wasn't worried, but of course, it's then. You watch it how how the boys react and the reaction was really good and then you force this second goal. I, th- I think Verge could have scored already like with the header from the corner, um, but then top situation from Diogo um, and really nice goal. And the second goal was exceptional play. Um, re- a really good counter attack. Each pass was perfect, and um, and then we controlled it again. So. Um, that was a, a good performance from us and a, and a really important one, and of course, again a clean sheet, which is extremely helpful. Um, these are all positive uh, positives for us. So all good. Yeah, we all need that, and he needs that as well. And it's obviously a really a really good one. Um, in a, in a in a tough game for defenders i thought so I, I saw i thought we performed tonight we played a really good game so in general but um i really think the center halves and and fabinho together this how they covered that um, that area how they denied the counter attacks how they defended into midfield which is very important against a team who play with one striker um, i thought they did really well um, in possession we looked um, pretty good in a lot of moments, um, with Harvey Stefan in the half spaces, that that, that worked well. Um, up front we grew into the game, it's not a game where you immediately you create plenty of chances, uh, but we grew into the game, all the, all the boys were really involved in all the dangerous stuff, worked extremely hard defensively as well, so um, that's why you win a football game. Yeah, it is, it is, I would say he's really getting there. So, like everybody can see uh, that it's he's just a, a handful and it's just a, a proper threat. Um, again, the goal he scored was was a super reaction, super finish. Um, the runs he had. One again down the line. In the end, the 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 cross doesn't arrive, but uh, pretty similar to the Everton goal, if you want these kind of things. Using his speed in both directions, um, offensively and defensively, is really good. And yeah, it's all still a young boy, and it's all it's all. I think everybody can see we we will get there. There's no no doubt about it. But it's already for us super important. done, Tracy. This one. Yeah, in the best possible way, but in the end, uh, it's still a different game, and it's a big challenge. Of course, I think Man United is the team in form in the moment. Maybe together with Arsenal, okay. City is doing well. So, like they have all um, the, the the teams up there are on a pretty good moment. Um, and I didn't see yet the the lineup, but I maybe they changed quite a few. Yes. So, um, and that means um, they will be some of them will be a bit fresher than us. Yeah, but it's a home game. It's Enfield. I thought Enfield proved the point tonight again. It was uh, super, super enjoyable. Um, It felt like a proper unit. We all together. I love that. And um, yeah, that's what we need again on Sunday. Uh, But of course, it will be difficult. But again, if you play United the weekend, whichever result you have before. Either way you have to strike back or whatever and now we have to use of course for our general situation we have to we have to build on that. Um, on the on the performance and on the result and um, yeah we will try everything to do exactly that. Thank you everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye.
0: The Blood Red Channel.
1: Liverpool.com's Matt Addison here just back in from Anfield after watching the Reds play a decent game of football to be fair, we've seen a lot of them play uh, against Wolves in recent weeks four times already this year and I think you've got to say that considering this was a team that beat Liverpool 3-0 only about three or four weeks or so ago, it was a good result certainly a decent performance and another step forward really, three wins out of four isn't it, suddenly that 0-0 draw at the weekend doesn't look quite so bad in context obviously Liverpool now have to go on and try and beat Manchester United, certainly avoid defeat against Manchester United at the weekend and suddenly they will find themselves on a little bit of a roll. So fingers crossed that can be the case, I'm sure, you know, a result and a performance like that, a lot more like themselves, will be good for their confidence, good for sort of getting them into to that rhythm of playing regularly and starting to, to just look a bit more like Liverpool. Again, certainly in attack, they didn't have to do a great deal at the back, but certainly... In terms of the uh, the top four race, I think it's uh, just a case of, of keep plugging away. If they keep doing what they've been doing over the last four games, where they've looked much much better, I do think there's a really really strong chance. Obviously, as Liverpool are playing at the same time, Tottenham proving their inconsistencies again. Obviously, that was in the FA Cup, so they're out of that now and don't have those matches to think about. But it was just more evidence really that Tottenham are there. They they're going to slip up. You know, they've been beaten by Sheffield United, even with a couple of changes. They should still be able. Able to, to get the better of them. It's not that long since they lost to, to Leicester as well. So for Liverpool, it's just purely a case, I think, of making sure that they do their own job, keep up doing what they're doing, keep performing as they do tonight. And I think they will continue to, to pick up those points and they will be there or thereabouts in terms of, of that fourth spot. I think it was really impressive from a couple of players tonight. Fabinho was much, much, much better. Obviously, he had a, a really difficult season so far, but I think was uh, was really impressive. Seemed to to move the ball quite nicely. Um, obviously gets himself booked for for the tackle. I've not seen that back yet, but uh, didn't look like a, a great one. The 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 rest of his performance, though, I thought was was pretty good. It was, you know, one of those where, he, as I said before, he, he didn't really have to do a great deal defensively, but he did kind of mop up and, and start the attacks and just sort of be able to to do that little turn that he does and and pop the ball off. I think he just. Looked a lot more natural and a lot more comfortable, so that was certainly excellent to see. Stefan Bajcetic as well alongside him, I thought was absolutely superb. Virgil Van Dijk was probably at the the level that we expect from him again, which is is excellent to see as well. Obviously, that's going to be huge and obviously massive to get Ibrahim Konte next to him as well. I think that'll be the uh, the partnership for. To probably the, the vast majority of, of the 14 games left that Liverpool have got in the Premier League now. I think if both of those two can stay fit and continue to partner each other, I think that will be you know a really solid base if you've got those two. And you've got Fabinho in front, you've got Stefan Bacetic, you've got the attackers looking a little bit better as well, I think. You know, to to keep a few clean sheets. Hopefully, in the majority of those games, it's the case that they can not concede, and obviously, then it only only needs one goal to to go in. Obviously, two tonight from Liverpool. But if you can keep uh, keep a clean sheet, I think that's you know a, a big a big step towards the, the top four. So that was certainly excellent to see. Obviously, the attack pretty decent as well. I thought Darwin Nunez was lively. I really really enjoy watching him play football. Diogo Jota still kind of working his way back from the injury. Mohamed Salah looked pretty decent as well. Didn't have the greatest of games at the weekend, but I thought was was uh, was back to his usual self for for good moments and obviously gets the goal as well. So that was great to to see. So. Look, there's, there's much more to come from Liverpool. It wasn't a perfect performance, but certainly something to build on. And I just think that the, the Premier League table looks a lot, lot better now. There's been pretty much the, the majority of this season. I've I've not wanted to look at the Premier League table, but suddenly you can start to do that again. And it suddenly looks a lot, lot better. So, yeah, fingers crossed Liverpool can continue to build on it if they can beat Manchester United over the weekend. I think that would be... Huge again just to, to build that confidence and, and keep it going but you know even a draw I, I think I'd probably take that going into it I think that will be a decent result so we'll see what happens but certainly a lot lot more positive once again from Liverpool tonight and certainly a lot more lot more positivity I think compared to what we saw after that uh, goalless draw with Crystal Palace over the weekend. The
0: post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel.
2: It turns out to be a much improved Liverpool performance at Anfield tonight against Wolves. Liverpool weren't fantastic, weren't massively creative within the game, still looked a big struggle for Liverpool in relation to being able to make the breakthrough and to be honest in free play it looked like that wasn't going to come. As it happened Liverpool went ahead for a set play and then began to began, in my opinion, to play a lot better from that point on. But they did exert some dominance in the field still in their position on the field in comparison to the opposition in the second half where they were much more dominant and able to have a level of control that they haven't shown, well, basically for the majority of the season, really. I mean, within that, like I mentioned, they still struggled really creatively but were able to... Go ahead with a set play and, just as importantly I suppose, limit the oppo- opposition to opportunities to counter-attack. hit Liverpool in in different ways, whether that be from set plays, whether that be in free play when the ball is, was turned over. Liverpool looked a lot more compact and for that reason, Fabinho then always looks a much better player as well. It was an improved performance by him. And like I've said throughout the weeks and throughout the months when he's able to manage smaller distances when Liverpool are much more organised then you're going to see a better performance from that player. And so I still felt it resembled really two average sides really. I think for long spells neither team really had any superb combinations in the final third that you thought to yourself right okay this pressure is going to lead to a goal. And what I would say about that, however, is Liverpool's best player for me was, was Darwin Nunez in the final third again. I think he's getting better all the time, Nunez, not not just in being a goal threat. I mean, ironically, he was less of a goal threat tonight, but I think his all-round general game is is much improved from when he started at the start of the year. And it's a, it's an interesting one at the moment, with him obviously playing wide, because when I look at him, everything he does really just resembles a... And number nine, a player who's going to play on, on the shoulder in that central position. And I do think he can do a job on that left-hand side. But I still do believe that probably Liverpool are limiting the amount of good areas he can get in from that particular position. And I think eventually he will have to play at centre-forward to be able to maximise his potential. But at the moment, Klopp seems resistant to play him in that central role. Probably because he feels, well... I think it's quite evident that in the way that Liverpool want to play, which replicates how Liverpool have played throughout the last few years, which Klopp obviously feels is the best way to have an opportunity to extract that top four position. He wants to have a system which is well ingrained into the players of the nine and a half dropping in and the two higher players being positioned in the the wide areas for which Nunes has taken up that position on the left-hand side. Obviously, Diogo Giotta, and Cody Gakpo much more accustomed to come towards the ball and retain the ball under pressure from multiple sides in that central area and Klopp's obviously of the belief that with Nunez, Darwin Nunez having such a, a different stylistic fit for Liverpool, obviously he isn't going to do that, he isn't going to come towards the ball, that's, a, that's not his natural inclination, he wants to play on the highest line of the pitch, but because Liverpool want to get the height from the wide areas and not the central areas, he's obviously stationed him on that left-hand side, and and as I say, even though, to me, it still doesn't seem a natural fit, and I think when, obviously, Luis Diaz's fit, I mean, I've said many times, I think Diaz Diaz has got the ceiling to be one of the best players in the Premier League and it's unfortunate that he's been injured. And I think we'll get a better idea there when that happens of where Darwin Nunes' long-term position will be for Liverpool. But maybe in the short term, with being able to play from pressure from one side in the wide area and being in a position where he isn't accepting the ball with his back-to-goal in amongst pressure from multiple sides, different bodies that's helping his all-round game to develop as well, while still getting enough good cha- good opportunities to to affect the outcome of the game. I do just look at it and just sometimes I just think, is it the most productive way for Liverpool to play? Would it not be better as having Nunes as the highest player and having one of the players who are more accustomed to come towards the ball in, in Diogo Jota and Gakpo, playing a more inverted position off the left-hand side Primarily because if Darwin Nunes is your best attacker, is that still the best way to get him near the penalty area and get him in the penalty area as many times as possible? Whereas in that central area, obviously, he can attack from different positions and maybe be more involved than having to maintain and hold his position on that left-hand side, where obviously he can only get involved in the game primarily when Liverpool are attacking on his side of the field. Obviously, are getting on the back post when Alexander-Arnold and players have that. But obviously, he's going to be more involved and, and more accustomed to getting in in more multiple dangerous areas in that central role. So it's a, it's a, it, it's a really interesting balance. act. But listen, it's one that Klopp seems to definitely have taken. I don't see it changing any time soon. And I certainly don't see it changing any time soon without Luis Diaz. And let's be fair, even if Luis Diaz was to get back to fitness at the end of the season, the length, pardon me, the sheer length of time that he's been out makes you think that he'd be nowhere near his his peak level and play a limited, more, I suppose, impact player role for Liverpool towards the end of the season. So I believe this is the way Liverpool will go to the end of the season. Other pleasing performances... Obviously, the centre-halves have been a cause for concern of late, so Canati coming in and looking looking steady in that role. Van Dyke played well, and I felt Alexander-Arnold was very good. Again, looked, as always, Liverpool's most threatening player in, in being able to service the front players and be, being able to find them moving targets in the forward line. And again, when Liverpool are more disciplined, more structured, and he is having to defend or not make recovery runs like right, left and centre from an advanced position and he has cover and support behind him. Again, that gives him the platform to be able to to play his best football and impact the game without the worry of that disjointed organisation that has is, is befelling behind him. And so Liverpool are going to the Manchester United game. Huge game. Again, every game seems to be a must-win at the moment and the position Liverpool are in, I don't think that changes Liverpool have to get a result against Manchester United. Are they playing well enough at this moment in time to see that happen? I probably don't. Listen, I don't think Manchester United have finished that article in a great team by any means, but just because of how average Liverpool have been. But what they have managed to do over the last few weeks, despite a poor performance and overall poor result, when you consider the, the quality of the opposition they were up against in Crystal Palace, they have managed to extract I think is it 10, pa- 10 points from the last 12 games and with clean sheets within that run as well I suppose you can look at the positives going into that game and think that there's a little bit of momentum a little bit of enhanced organisation I mean obviously you have to factor in the Real Madrid games coming in the middle of that so you can't of course look at all the positives in there but they need to get a win they need to keep churning out as many results as they possibly can because let's be honest as much as I don't think Liverpool are anywhere near the level at the moment and, and capable of stringing wins together from what I've witnessed, as I say, let's be honest, I mean, the team's above them. They're not managing to catch any elite teams in, in Spurs and Newcastle. They are definitely achievable, attainable targets going forward. and And I suppose that's the hope for Liverpool, not just that they can put some kind of run together which again, in my opinion, doesn't look likely, but that they're actually chasing sides that realistically, when you look at the performances, can be coarse.
0: You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.